and welcome to the Practical Prophetic, where prophetic ministry is made practical. I'm Beth Wingate, I'm your host, and welcome to the podcast. Welcome to my inaugural podcast for the Practical Prophetic. Uh, Before I begin, I wanted to just give you an overview of the next uh, several podcasts that I plan to put out. Um, I'm going to take Uh, the words in our Bible out of the King James Bible for prophet, prophesying, seer, watchman. Those are probably the most standard words in your Bible that's going to deal with the prophetic. And we're going to take the different definitions out of the Strong's Concordance in the both Hebrew and Greek, and then just take each episode to break those down. And I want to incorporate into that... um, personal experience through interviews, discussion, uh, maybe even some history, and uh, try to walk on this journey together of understanding the prophetic and being able to apply it in a very practical way. So that's sort of the plan going forward. Uh, Before I get to our first word, though, I thought I would give you a little background about myself. Um, I've been involved in prophetic ministry now for um, over 20 years. My mother, um, who is a Sunday school teacher in the Assemblies of God for uh, over 25 years, um, she has a ministry, and we've partnered with another minister that I plan to interview in our coming up shows. Um, and then uh, my sister and myself, we, uh, with some other ministers, have a ministry called Fresh Oil, Uh, where we teach people how to practically apply the prophetic, which was sort of the foundation for this podcast. Um, One of the scriptures that we use for that uh, as our foundation scripture is 1 Corinthians 14.26. 1 Corinthians 14.26. And that scripture says, um, Well, my brothers and sisters, let's summarize. This is out of the Living Translation just so you know, to give us a a better understanding. When you meet together, one will sing, another will teach, another will tell someone a special revelation God has given them, one will speak in tongues, and another will interpret what is said. But everything that is done must strengthen all of you. So that's sort of the idea behind this podcast is that um, that, uh, we would be able to, uh, this would be used to equip the saints, so that you could take the prophetic and apply it in your everyday life, in your everyday personal ministry, uh, the ministry that you have in your workplace, uh, in your neighborhood, uh, everywhere that you go, maybe even in the shopping mall. We'll talk about that later as we go forward. So that's sort of the foundational idea um, about myself also, uh, just to give you some background. I've been involved in ministry, mainly in the Assemblies of God, Uh, I'm in a non-denominational church now. I have a previous history. I grew up in a Word of Faith church, and then my family has very deep Southern Baptist roots. So I kind of give you an idea. Um, I consider myself a Christian mutt. Uh, I jokingly call myself Baptocaricostal, and so that kind of sums up my theology. Um, I love the the quote by... um, Let me see if I can pull it up here. The quote by St. Augustine is one that I refer to often um, that I think would be a good foundational quote to include in this podcast going forward, too, because I really hope that this is 
interdenominational and has a lot of reach. I can't say it in Latin, but I'll give you the, uh, the translation. It says, In essentials, unity. In doubtful matters, liberty. And in all things, charity. So in other words, in foundational theological principles, um, if, if we agree on those foundational things, then that is going to bring unity. In doubtful matters, things that are maybe debatable in Scripture, for example, um, the rapture, um, uh, things like that, um, we can have liberty. We can disagree on things because they're non-essential to salvation and in all things love. So we want to cover everything we do with an attitude of love. And so that's the idea going forward in this podcast. So with that being said, before I jump into our first word, I want to preface it with one more thing, and that would be what I consider the most practical definition for what prophecy is. Now, of course, we're going to totally expound on that idea as we go forward, but prophecy is very simple. After all of my studies, prophecy can be summed up as, in the most simplest definition, as something that is supernaturally made known to you. In other words, you didn't learn it. uh, You didn't read it out of a book. It's something that God uh, impressed on you. And and there's different ways that that happens. That's typically through uh, God speaks to us through all five senses. We'll talk about that later as well. But uh, prophecy is just something you you know supernatural. That's it. It's that simple. Uh, Sometimes we complicate it and we make it uh, into something mystical and unreachable, unattainable as a lay person in a church, you know, that that's only for the ministers. And so I want to make this practical and simple, something tangible for you in your everyday walk as a believer. And this podcast is largely to believers, but if you are an unbeliever, I would encourage you to continue to listen. Uh, we we want to, uh, you know, just share with you and uh, hopefully through this, uh, you know, I would encourage you to get into a good church and, um, and hopefully we can even present the gospel to you as an opportunity uh, to, to have that done. So that's something else I want to talk about. But right now I want to focus in on just what simply prophecy, prophecy is in our Bible and what better example than Jesus. So let's take one example where Jesus prophetically ministered. Um, one, one I'm thinking of would be when he was uh, a young boy, I think he was 12 years old, went into the temple and read the scroll. Well, he was actually prophesying a future event when he did that. That was pretty amazing. Another example would be uh, when Jesus ministered to the woman at the well. He prophetically knew things about her that she did not reveal. He knew that she had uh, been married multiple times before, and then he offered her, you know, living water. So um, those are some foundational principles as we go forward. Um, I think that would just be something good to keep in mind. And with that all being said, I would like to kind of jump into our first word that we're going to study and what this particular podcast uh, will be formed around. Um, I'm using the Blue Letter Bible. That's sort of my favorite uh online Bible to use because you can tap uh, the tools button and you can go right into your Strong's Concordance. I also often like to hear the pronunciation because I don't speak Greek and Hebrew and uh, I would not do a good job of trying to pronounce those things. But uh, just give give you a Strong's reference. This word is called um, Nava. It's spelled N-A-B-A, 
but um, I'm going to go ahead and let the man uh, on the Strong's Concordance app say this word for us. They have a little pronunciation, so let's stop and do that right now. Strong's H, 5012. Nava. Nava. Okay, so he's giving us the pronunciation as Nava. It's a Strong's number. Uh, this is for the Old Testament, 5012. Nava. I'm going to read you the definition. Uh, this is a root word. Uh, by the way, let me explain that real quick. So in Hebrew, you have uh, root words oftentimes. And then you have like the word that you're actually looking up, but it'll show you that there's a root word. So one of the rules in Hebrew, it's a language that's a little bit different from English. Um, a root word is the foundational meaning. You can expound on the root word, but you can never take away from the root word. So when I do word studies, I always go back to the root meaning because it gives me a deeper understanding of the word. It's sort of like a um, anything above the root word is a layered definition but um, you, can't, uh, you can't take away from the original meaning. And that's a great rule to just understand when you're doing Hebrew word studies. I encourage you, anytime you do Bible study of any kind, to, uh, to use your Strong's Concordance. It's such a wonderful resource to understand the language. Uh, our Bible was translated by King James into English in uh, uh, 1611, and so... Some of the words that were translated, um, we have a pretty good, uh, pretty good translation, but it's not always um, as detailed. And, and I want to speak to that, too. So there is translations of the Bible and there's transliterations, which are two slightly different things. Um, a transliteration um, is is basically where it is verbatim. I mean, you are, um, you are just going verbatim. You're saying, you know, word for word, exactly what it means. And then a translation is because sometimes in languages, when you go from one language to the next, um, it's giving you the essence of what's being said. So just keep that in mind too, as we go forward. That's why I kind of stick to the King James as my main, um, text. And then uh, a lot of times I'll use the Amplified or Living Bible and sometimes, you know, even the NIV. I'm not necessarily a fan of the message because it is a very loose translation sometimes. But there are some times when it's actually a pretty good translation to give you better understanding. Okay, with that being said, let's dig into the word Nava. This word means, as a primitive root, to prophesy. And it specifically means to speak or sing by inspiration in prediction, or in simple discourse. All right, so this one is a pretty unique definition. It's the most basic definition. Definition. Uh, it is to just basically to um, either as a prediction or as a discourse to speak or sing under prophetic influence. So another point I want to bring up is as you begin to study for yourself about prophecy, you will find that a lot of prophecies in the Bible, in fact, almost Every time a woman prophesies, it is connected to singing. And there are some Hebrew scholars that say when God created the heavens and the earth that he actually sang them into existence. That's very interesting to consider. So as we go forward, you know, just understand that there's a big connection between music and the prophetic. Uh, we could probably take a whole podcast 
and dig into why that is. Uh, but just put a pin in that and we'll come back to it at a later date. So Naba, that is to speak or sing by inspiration. Okay, so where does this inspiration come from? Well, obviously it comes from the Holy Spirit. Um, and so there's some basic things we could talk about as to how do, you know, I hear people sometimes say, well, how do I hear from God? How do I know God's speaking to me? Uh, well, there's a scripture, uh, I don't have the reference in front of me, I could probably pull it up, but it says, my sheep know my voice and another voice they will not follow. Um, I always think about when my children were small, um, you know, I could, there could be a bunch of babies in the nursery and a couple of them could be crying or whatever. And I would immediately know the cry of my child and my child would know mine or my husband's voice, even in a crowd of people, because we are familiar with each other. We, we have had intimacy with each other. We've spent a lot of time together. So if you want to be able to hear God's voice, you're going to have to spend time with the Lord. That takes time to develop. You know, you you just have to spend time in His presence. And hopefully everything that, that we learn here is so that we can learn more about the Lord. I mean, everything should be about Jesus. Everything is centered around Jesus. Um, I want to pull up a scripture here that's another like a just... I mean, an absolute uh, scripture for me. Um, let me pull this up for us, make sure I got the right reference. It is uh, John 1 1. I wanted to make sure it wasn't first John. It's John 1 1. John 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So this is something that I think we have to have as a principle, at least if you're going to understand where I'm coming from going forward, that the revelation that Jesus is the Word. He doesn't just speak the Word. He is the Word. And we have to understand that going forward. So one way that God speaks to us is through His Word. He can speak to us through His Word. That's just such a practical, everyday way to be able to understand and hear God's voice. Uh, there's lots of ways God can speak to us, and that is one way. Another way, uh, let me see if I can pull up this scripture in Job. Um, this is one of my favorite uh, scriptures about dreams. God sometimes speaks to us uh, in dreams, and there's so many examples in our Bible where God speaks to people in dreams. But I like, this one is Job 33 14 and 15, Job 33, 14 and 15. It says, For God speaketh once, yea, twice, yet man perceiveth it not. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falleth upon men and slumberings upon the bed, then he openeth the ears of men and seals their instruction. So what that means is, is that uh, God speaks to us in dreams and we sometimes do not perceive it. So sometimes he sends us another dream so that we can begin to understand. So dreams, of course, are one way that God speaks to us. And that, by definition, is prophetic. That is prophetic revelation in the form of a dream. That's, that's one of the amazing ways that God speaks to us. I can think of, um, you know, people talk about pizza dreams. Of course, not every dream is prophetic, but there definitely are dreams that we have 
that are prophetic dreams where God is speaking to us. Um, I'm thinking of some basic dreams uh, would be one where, you know, you have a warning to, to maybe not do something you had planned on doing and God is protecting you, you know, uh, with safety in mind. He's, he's warning you to not take a trip or get on a plane. There were so many examples of that. I remember hearing stories of people before uh, September 11th that worked in, uh, you know, the Pentagon or the Trade Towers, and God had, had given them a dream about not going into work, and that was for their safety. You know, I don't understand all of these things completely, but I do know that I've had spiritual dreams. I can just go by my experience. Um, my husband had an amazing prophetic dream when uh, before we had uh, had our son, and I had had a dream before we uh, were pregnant with our second son. And those were definitely spiritual dreams, and we may talk about those in the future. But um, that's one way that God speaks to us is, is through dreams. Another way, just, I would just kind of maybe give us a sweeping overview of the senses, because uh, prophecy is to speak or sing by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. So another way uh, would be just a knowing. And we're going to cover all these definitions as, as we go forward. Uh, just a knowing. You just, you know, when you're around someone and something just doesn't feel right, um, I've learned to listen to that voice, that feeling, because that's the Holy Spirit impressing upon me, hey, there's danger here, or something's off about this person or this situation. Um, you know, sometimes you can just go by the things that you feel. Um, I, I know my husband and I, we went to visit family in, uh, in a town, uh, well, it's a port city, a large port city. And um, while we were there, we kept remarking how this city felt a little dingy. It felt a little, it was beautiful. It was a gorgeous old city, just, you know, beautiful. Um, but there was just something that, that was just uh, intangible, but, but it felt seedy. It felt dirty. And uh, we were we were kind of just driving back home, and and we were not making you know we were not really having conversation. And we went over this very large bridge uh, to get back on the interstate and to come back inland. And when we crossed over the bridge, my husband turned to me and he said, "Did you feel that?" And I said, "Yeah, I did." And we both looked at each other, and he said, "It lifted." And I said, "Yes, the atmosphere just changed. I mean, like." It's like the sun came out, like everything shifted and changed. And so that would be an example of just that, I call it a prophetic impression. You just kind of have a feeling or you just know, you know, that something is right or something is not right. You know, that something is holy or something is unholy. That is an example of Nava, the prophetic inspiration. Um, some other ways, I, I have a friend who I hope to bring on our show. Um, she gets actual physical manifestations. I think this is actually a rare form of prophecy. It is one of the ways God can prophetically speak to us, but uh, she will get um, like uh, really hot or really cold. Um, sometimes she will, if someone needs prayer for healing, she will actually feel uh, like heat in her body. Uh, like, uh, for example, she had heat in her uh, knee one time and she was like, we need to pray for someone's knee. Uh, that's a really uh, exciting way that God can speak to us. Um, I don't know that that happens with everyone. She's very perceptive. Um, one way that I think we we tend to shy away from in the in the Christian world would be, um, I believe sometimes God speaks to us through 
symbols and through nature and things like that. I know I have so many examples. This is often the way God will speak to me. Um, I can I can be doing something kind of basic or mundane. I can, uh, for example, I'm I'm also back in school and I was taking a class and uh, as I was learning about this new topic, God was giving me an analogy. He was giving me a parallel of a, of a spiritual principle. And uh, I just remember thinking, this is amazing. You know, um, I think that's a, actually a, a wonderful way God can speak to us. I, I love to, to learn new ways to understand God's Word. Uh, but that's something that only the Holy Spirit revealed to me. So by definition, that is prophetic. Um, like I said, we don't have to, it doesn't always have to be mystical and and, uh, you know, something that's out of reach. It, the whole idea behind this podcast is to help you understand that the prophetic can be very practical. Um, you know, God can speak to us in so many ways. I'm trying to think of an example of, of um, like, where the Lord has spoken to me through an analogy. Sometimes um, nature is another wonderful way. Uh, my, my friend was, uh, she often sees things in nature. Um, she saw one time where uh, this eagle had landed on her son's car and his her son had a jeep and um through that you know she just felt like god was confirming something to her and um and it definitely uh i agreed with her and i thought it came to pass um you know sometimes god will send uh, i was having a phone conversation with someone and i was just encouraging them they were going through a tough season and uh it was really really amazing the whole time i was talking to them there was a little songbird uh outside of my window and I just felt like that was confirmation um, uh, of, of the things that I was telling her that I felt impressed to tell her to minister to her. So that's one way. Um, another way, um, and, and we'll get into this deeper as we go forward, but God often speaks to us through our eyes. So we will sometimes see um, we will see things. Uh, that's, that's, that might be a little out there for some people. Um, I'll give you one example to, to make it practical. So we, uh, I have a Bible study uh, that we do, and after the Bible study, we went to have lunch at uh, at Chili's, um, and so we were, we were eating at our restaurant, and uh, the waitress, um, she had a smile on her face. She, you know, she did not seem at that moment upset. She took our drink order, uh, you know, and then went to to come back and and get our food order, and while she was taking the order for our drinks. Um, just very briefly, um, in my mind, I'm not going to say that I physically saw it. It was, it was inside my mind, like my imagination, but I saw this cloud over her and it was raining. In fact, it reminded me of the cartoon of Charlie Brown, how, you know, the rain cloud would, would follow him around. It it was just fascinating to me. And I, I just kind of, uh, took a moment and I, I, in my mind, I asked the Lord, I, you know, what does this mean, Lord? And, um, and, and it's like, I could just see that she was sad and, and that she was heavy and there was something going on in her life. So I, I told the, the two ladies that were with me, it was my mom and, and, and Beverly, you'll get to meet her in the future on our podcast. She ministers with us at Fresh Oil. I told them about it. And, and, uh, when the lady came back, our waitress to bring us our, our drinks, um, uh, my mom, and, and you'll get to know this as we go forward. Uh, we, we, her name is Judy and we call her Judy the Baptist because she is just an evangelist. Everywhere she goes, she ministers the gospel to people. And so she, she, uh, she, she asked the waitress her name and she just put her hand on her, on her arm and she said, is everything okay? 
And she began to cry. The waitress began to cry. And she was very moved and very emotional. And she began to tell us how that she had come into work that day, but that she shouldn't have because her niece, it was her niece's funeral and her niece had been tragically killed and that she was just so upset and very heavy. And we ended up speaking with her and encouraging her. We ended up presenting the gospel to her. And she, uh, in the restaurant, we prayed with her and she prayed the sinner's prayer and got born again. Um, And it was just a beautiful moment. And that was all because supernaturally, even though she had a smile on her face, God allowed me to see something, to let me know. It was it was just like the word Nava. Uh, he gave me a Nava vision of a cloud following her around, and that enabled us to um, enabled me to be able to see that she was actually very sad. That that it was it was like a cloud over her. And after we prayed with her, her face lit up. It was a beautiful thing. We we continue to go to that restaurant and follow up with her. So that's just another example of. Nava, the uh, Nava prophetic, where God just gives you an impression. The Holy Spirit impresses something on you. Uh, one final example that I'll give us would be um, would be our ears and what we hear. And this one uh, is more like a warning one. Uh, there was just one time I was driving down the road, and I was going to take a road that uh, was was kind of a shortcut. Um, it was a curvy road through some mountainous area. And I was driving, um, I was about to turn, and it's like I just, God just dropped it in my spirit. I, you know, I can't say that I heard it, you know, audibly out loud, but, but in my mind, I heard a, a voice uh, in my own voice. God often speaks to me in my own voice. And I just heard, um, don't go that way. Um, you know, I don't know what would have happened if I went that way, but I just had such a strong impression that God was protecting me, that it was for my safety, and there was purpose and him putting that impression uh, in, in my ears, just to not go that direction. And I've heard countless stories of, of, of you know, things like that, that um, I don't think you, you have to be deeply prophetic to have had maybe had that type of experience. But um, I'm convinced that that was the Holy Spirit that gave me a novel word, you know, just a, a novel word of don't go that way, take a different way. And so um, I just think that's just a very practical example. So I think that covers Nava, that that Nava is just a prophetic inspiration. The Holy Spirit is just inspiring you, um, you know, about something typically through our five senses. That's that's the gateways of how God communicates to us is through our senses. Um, It also says in that definitions in the Strong's Concordance that it can be a future prediction. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time with this one because we'll actually expound on that. There's an expounded, you know, Nava is a root word, and there's an expounded definition that goes into that a little deeper. But um, just to keep it right now very brief, uh, we'll go into much more detail about this in the future. But um, God is omniscient. So he is not confined inside of time. The realm of, of the spirit is eternal. It is outside of time. And so God can uh, reveal things to us about the future. Um, Paul says in, in the New Testament, though, that it's like looking through a, you know, a, a dark glass. So we, we don't have full understanding, but um, God can reveal things to us about our future. Like I said, we'll go into that in deep detail. Um, we're going to discuss the difference between just being prophetic and the office of a prophet. I believe those are two distinct things. Um, 
I don't presume to be in the office of a prophet. Um, I am I am just a, a believer who believes in in uh, the gifts of the Spirit, and I, I believe in uh, being prophetic as a Christian by the example of Jesus and with scriptural foundations. So um, I think we're a lot more prophetic than we give ourselves credit for being, than we know. I hope, to, I hope that as we go on this journey and go through these definitions, you know, I'm learning. I've learned a lot, but I'm still learning, and I'm learning right alongside of you. Um, I, I hope that uh, this will bless you and encourage you and uh, just make the prophetic a little more practical. So thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and consider giving through patreon.com slash the practical prophetic. All proceeds will continue to fund this podcast. And thank you for listening. And also, if you would like to send me an email, you can do so at bethwingate at aim.com. That's bethwingate, B-E-T-H-W-I-N-G-A-T-E at aim, A-I-M dot com. Beth Wingate at aim.com. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to subscribe and have a blessed day.